Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week, our old time radio podcast features the first three episodes of Speed Gibson. They first aired in 1937. A side note for those who like our serial cliffhangers on YouTube, we had to completely revamp our channel, which means unfortunately the old one literally disappeared. But we're still posting the serials to YouTube. You can go to our website, comicweb.com, for details. And we apologize for the inconvenience. We didn't want it to happen, but we made a mistake in not reading the instructions that YouTube gave us. Or as I still like to maintain, they weren't written clearly, and unfortunately this catastrophe happened. But like any good serial hero, we're back at it. of the International Secret Police. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. one of the youngest, most brilliant and trusted men in the International Secret Police, has just brought a spectacular criminal case to a successful conclusion. Now he is about to go on a well-earned vacation, and we find him in his rooms with Speed Gibson, his orphaned 15-year-old nephew whom he is raising. He has his hands full, for Speed is the typical American boy, interested in shortwave radio, aviation, and most of all, in the International Secret Police. Because of Speed's interest in the organization and his evident aptitude, Clint has been teaching him as many rules and regulations of the secret police as he could without violating his oath of secrecy. As a result, Speed looks on crime as the height of weakness, failure, and cowardice, and has determined to do his part to end it. His admiration for his uncle and his work drives Speed on to study everything useful to a member of the secret police, for he is determined to join that organization and work with Clint. At the moment, however, Speed is working on a model of the China Clipper while Clint is reclining on the couch, snowed under with travel folders. Oh, oh boy. This is the life. <laughs> Nothing in the world to do but decide where to go on a vacation. Hey, let's see now. Here's Palm Springs, uh, Miami, the mountains. Uh, hey, Speed, where would you like to go best? China. China? <laughs> Look here, fella. I can only get away for about a week or ten days. It'd be reasonable. Uh, uh, what's that, Uncle Clint? Uh, oh, no, you didn't hear a word I said. Come back from wherever you are and listen to me, will you? This is important. Gee, I'm sorry, Clint. But when I get working on this clipper model, I forget about everything else around me. <laughs> you imagine you're actually flying in it, huh? I suppose I yanked you back from Wake Island when I asked you where we ought to go for our vacation. Mm, no, I, I believe it was Midway. <laughs> Speed, with your imagination, you could stay right in this room and fly all over the world. Yeah, but I'd not rather really fly, wouldn't you? Yeah, you know, flying is my middle name. I've had enough traveling for a while. What I want to find now is a nice, quiet place where there's nothing to do but rest. Oh, heck, that's no fun. Well, maybe not for you, but it's fun for me. On my vacation, I'm going to do nothing but enjoy the beauties of nature. Oh, 
Someone's at the door. <laughs> well, so I hear. Uh, see who it is, Speed. If anyone for me, tell him I've gone to China. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's Barney. Hello, kid. Is the mastermind at home? Yeah, he's on the couch trying to find a vacation spot where he can do nothing but admire the beauties of nature. Well, he don't have to go away on a vacation to do that as long as he's got me around. Oh, <laughs> say, when you come around, I see nothing but trouble. Now, you better not tell me that you've just come from headquarters and that the chief wants to see me about another job. Can't a guy drop in for a friendly visit without being accused of everything under the sun? No, I'm glad you came, Barney. Look at my clipper model. Say, that's a beaut, kid. First thing we know, you'll be piloting one of them clipper planes across the water. Maybe. But I'm going to be in the secret police like Clint and you. That's why I've been studying all the rules and regulations and asking you and Clint so many questions. Well, <laughs> you've got a flair for it, all right, Speed. But you know, it's the hardest work a man can do. I'll say it is. Especially when you're in the strong arm division like me. That's what you want to work for, kid. Oh, is that so? Oh, listen, you big ox. Brains will get you out of many a fix that Braun never could. <laughs> I thought I'd get you off of that couch sooner or later. <laughs> the first time he's been off of his breakfast, Barney. And you'll notice I didn't use any muscles getting him off either. It was brains. Who was it said he had the brains and me the brawn for our partnership, huh? Both have plenty of both, if you ask me. I don't know what else going to leave me when I start working with you. Oh, now don't worry, Speed. You have youth, a fresh viewpoint. We've been in the game so long, we're apt to get in a rut. You'll be able to see many things that we may overlook. Well, now that that's all settled, is there anything to eat in this place? No, but that's an idea. What do you say uh, you go out and buy some food and bring it back here? Oh, yeah? If I get food, I should come back here with it. Oh, please, Barney. Can I go on your vacation with you if I do? Uh, Nothing doing. I see enough of you when I'm working with you. I want to rest in peace. Yeah. If it wasn't for me, you'd have been resting in peace long ago. I've gotten you out of plenty of scrapes. Why, the time... All right, all right now, yes. I admit that I couldn't breathe if it weren't for you. But if you'll only forget the past and stop talking shop. I'm on my vacation, my boy, even if I am still at home. I bet you'll stay at home, too, Clint. The chief will have a new case for you before we can get away. Uh, He will not, because we're leaving tonight. Where are you going? I don't know yet. I do know it'll be someplace where headquarters can't reach me. Uh-oh. <laughs> so you're going on a vacation, eh? Huh? Uh, answer it, Speed. Say I'm not here. But, Clint... Uh, answer it. Hello? Oh, hello, sir. Yeah, yeah, he's here. For you, Clint. It's the chief. <laughs> Speaks well for your training, Clint. The kid won't lie even for you. No, sir. Hello, chief. Hmm? Uh, yes, we're leaving tonight. Chief, it's another big job. I wish you'd take it. Uh, what's that, chief? Oh, now, look here, sir. You promised me a vacation, and I'm going to hold you to that promise. Well, if something's up, let the other boys handle it. Why, sure, you're plenty of good men there. Yes. Uh, no. Yes. Uh, no. I wish he'd make up his mind. Shh, I want to hear. Oh, yes, I can reach Barney Dunlap for you. He's right here. Uh, what's that, Chief? You want speed. Gee, the Chief wants me. Right down and listen. Oh, no, I can't do that, sir. I- I'm very sorry, but... Oh, yes, I'll send Barney over, but don't count on me. And certainly not speed. Uh, what's that, Chief? The octopus. I'll be right over. Yes, sir. Now, what's on the fire, Clint? What the Chief want me for, Clint? Uh, the vacation's off, Speed. Come on, Barney. we got to get down to headquarters right away. The octopus gang is at work again. The octopus gang? Suffering wangdoodles. Where to now? Uh, Hong Kong. Oh, where's my tie? Where's that coat? Here they are, Clint. 
Well, what's the octopus gang? Oh, it's the worst criminal gang in modern history, Speed. No one has ever seen the leader, the octopus, but his organization covers the earth, exactly like the tentacles of a giant octopus. He's diabolical, a genius of evil, with a brain so brilliant that he has successfully eluded every effort made by Scotland Yard, the French Sûreté, and even our own secret police. Gee, he's your public enemy number one, then, isn't he? Kid, from all I've heard of him, he's a super-colossal public enemy number one. Yes, and his power is constantly growing. He must be trapped. It'll be our biggest job, Barney. I'm ready for it, buddy. Come on, then. The chief naturally didn't give me any details on the case over the phone. He just mentioned the octopus. But that was enough for me. But what about me, Clint? The chief mentioned me, too, didn't he? Oh, yes, Pete, but he had the wrong idea. Haven't time to tell you now. I will when I get back. Oh, no, Clint. Let me go with you, please. Now, Speed, what's the most important thing a member of the secret police must know? How, how to obey orders. Well, then, as your superior officer, I order you to remain here until we get back. Yes, sir. And carry on with the China Clipper while we're gone, fella. Gee, Barney, how can I work on a Clipper model when there's something really big in the air? Well, kid, I don't know. I wonder what the chief wanted with me. Oh, doggone it. So long, kid. I'll bring some food back. Clint always says how fine I'm doing in the secret police studies. But when I maybe get a chance to do some real work, what happens? I gotta stay home. No adventures could ever happen here at home. Oh, now what? Oh, uh, hello. Does Clint Barlow hang out here? Clint Barlow? Why, uh, he's not here. Oh, no. Don't try shutting the door in my face. If he ain't here, that's fine. I'll just come in and wait. <laughs> but not long enough for him to get back. Uh, who, who are you? Just call me Blackie if you must call me something. Yeah. Yeah. Nice little joint Barlow's got here. Well, what do you want with my uncle? Listen, I didn't come here to answer no questions, see? Just keep out of my way and you won't get hurt. But don't bother me none. I I won't, but 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 I gotta make a few phone keep calls. Keep away from that phone if you want to stay healthy. Well, I I'm speaking of phones, your uncle was talking on that one just a few minutes ago, wasn't he? I I, I don't know. You don't, huh? And I'll tell you, he was and I wasn't here. Barlow was chinning with his chief about the octopus gang. Octopus? Uh, that's a kind of fish, isn't it? Sometimes. Play dumb if you want, Speed Gibson, but you ain't fooling nobody. I heard the chief talking to Barlow about you. you. You heard him? Yeah, your phone wires tapped. I didn't learn much, but what I did hear made me kind of curious. I saw Barlow and his pal leave, so I thought I'd mosey in and learn some more. Well, who are Never you? Never mind. I'm going to take a look around. Maybe I'll find something that'll tell me more than you can. Hey, hey, keep away from that desk. Who says so? Sit down and shut up. Keep your hands off those things. You keep away from me or I'll fix it so you won't worry about what I'm doing here. Huh. What's that on the table? My clipper ship. Yeah? I suppose your Uncle Clint made it for you. No, I made it. It's just like the real one. The body's real heavy. I weighted it so as it'd have perfect balance. I ain't interested in clipper ships. Well, here's one that'll be interesting to you. Oh. Golly, I knocked him cold. Speed! Hey, Speed, let us in. You have your lock in this door. Yeah, I forgot my hat. Suffering wang doodles. Who's this guy? Somebody's put him on ice. And look at Speed's clipper model. It's wrecked. Yeah, I ruined it. Who is this man? He was looking through all your papers in the desk here. And he knew about you talking with the chief about the octopus gang. Said he'd tapped our wires. Let me get the handcuffs on him. Did I do the wrong thing, Clint? The wrong thing? Why, you're the best man of the three of us. Come on, get your coat, Speed. 
You've got to come along and deliver your prisoner. What? If the chief doesn't make you a bona fide member of the secret police for this, I'll eat Barney's hat. Speed, you're the first person who's ever captured an octopus gangster. Come on, let's get to headquarters. of the International Secret Police. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. In the first episode, you remember, Clint Barlow, brilliant young operator of the International Secret Police, was called to his chief's headquarters for details of a new case concerning the activities of the octopus, the most dangerous criminal alive. With Clint was Barney Dunlap, his right-hand man. During their absence, a member of the octopus gang came to Clint's rooms, and in spite of the presence of Speed Gibson, Clint's 15-year-old nephew, sought to go through the operator's papers. Speed knocked the man unconscious with the model of the China Clipper that he was constructing, and now we find Speed, Clint, and Barney in the chief's office with their sullen prisoner, Blackie Spears. Why did you go to Barlow's room, Blackie? I ain't talking. He did plenty of talking to me, Chief Riley. He knew that Clint and Barney were on their way here. Said our telephone wires had been tapped, and he'd heard you talking to Clint. And he arrived shortly after Clint and Barney left, huh? Yes, sir. Well, that means he must have been in the same building. Maybe he took a room there, too. But why? Why was my phone line tapped? How did he know anything was in the wind? The octopus has ways of knowing things, Clint. Almost before anyone else knows about them. Blackie, it'll be a little easier on you if you'll tell us what you know. You're in a secret police. Supposing you find all that out for yourself. Let me smack him one, Chief. No, Barney. Keep your fist to yourself. We'll keep Blackie Spears with us for a while. Maybe he won't talk to us, but neither will he be able to talk to his gang or be able to get word to the octopus as to what's happened. You can't keep me here. No, can't we? You force an entrance into my rooms, admit to my nephew that you tap my phone wires, then you go through my private papers. We can keep you here, all right. Yeah? Well, if it hadn't been for that kid slugging me with his aeroplane, you guys never would have touched me. I'll get you for that, Speed Gibson. You just try anything and I'll sock you again. Mr. Speed aren't going to help you any, Blackie. Take him out, Barney. Tell Kelly to put him in solitary. Yes, sir. Come on, tough guy. You can't do this to me, I tell you. The gang will rub you out. Ah, save your breath. We don't scare you. Well, I guess that takes care of Blackie Spears, all right. Yeah, thanks to you, Speed. If you hadn't used your wits, he'd have gotten away or perhaps shot it out with Clinton Barney when they returned before he expected them. <laughs> That's right, Chief Riley. And all because Barney forgot his hat. Well, he made me sore, going through Clint's papers like that. And the secret police books I've been studying say that you should never give a criminal an even break. <laughs> Something to that effect, Speed. The idea is that the criminal never gives the detective a chance, so it's better to capture him first, disarm him, and then start talking. 
I sure smashed my china clipper on his head. <laughs> Didn't do his head any good either. <laughs> Has a lump on it about the size of an egg. Speed, how would you like to fly in the real china clipper? The real clipper? Oh, gee, Chief. Honest? Now, wait, now hold on there, Speed. Now, what do you mean, Chief? Well, you remember I said something over the phone about using speed on this job, Clint? Mm-hmm. And I said no. Oh, Clint. Supposing you hear the whole story before making a decision, Clint. Our Far East operator sent word by code that the octopus has reared his ugly head in China. Hong Kong, to be exact. Mm, what's his racket this time? Smuggling. Dope and natives. Running dope in and natives out. Doing it on a wholesale scale. His enormous and very effective organization makes his illegal business a lot safer than most legal businesses. And far more profitable. And the best way to combat the evil is at the source. China. Mm-hmm. You want Barney and me to break it wide open, huh? Yes. You're to take the next clipper ship. Leaves day after tomorrow. I've already reserved passage for you. You proceed to Hong Kong at once. Good. Doesn't give us much time, but I've done more unless. Lucky, though, you reserved the passages. Yes, for you, Barney, and Speed. Oh, boy! Now, now listen, Chief. Now, Speed doesn't fit into this picture. I wouldn't think of taking him into that hotbed of danger. He's already in it, Clint. I said before that the octopus has ways of knowing things. Perhaps he already knows of Speed's part in Blackie's capture. Once you leave for China, no matter where, you may send your nephew. His life will be in actual danger. Well, that's true. On the other hand, the octopus will never dream that he's traveling with you. In fact, he can have no knowledge that you're crossing on the China Clipper. And this is where your uncanny knowledge of makeup may bring you close to the octopus. Oh, you mean I should uh, use a disguise? Well, you've never been yourself on any job you've undertaken. That's been one of your secrets of success. No criminal knows how the real Clint Barlow looks except Blackie Spears. And his knowledge won't do him any good for a long time. That's right, Clint. You know more about makeup than any actor. Oh, you can change your whole appearance by just adding a little to your nose or changing your eyebrows or taping your eyes. Yes, the stage lost an excellent actor. And the secret police gained its best operator. But I not only want you to travel under an assumed face and personality, Clint, but Barney and Speed as well. No one is to know who you are. Your safety lies in your lost identity. Well, it's an old story to me, Chief, but as for Speed here, Please I Please let don't me know. go, Clint. I can help out in all sorts of ways. I'm counting on you, Speed. Your quick thinking in Blackie's case convinced me that you can help us in the capture of the octopus. You'll never be in the front line, so to speak. That'll keep him out of actual danger, Clint. But you as a boy will be able to see and learn things that an adult cannot. You bet I will. Oh, gee, Clint. Can I go? Can I? Well, after what Chief Riley has said about the danger of leaving you here, and if I can use makeup on you, uh... All right. Yes, you can go. I, I can't see anything else now. Wee! Oh, boy, what adventure this is going to be. Not an adventure, Speed. But hard, dangerous work. The odds are tremendously against capturing the octopus. But you can't fail. And now, I have here full details as to the course I've laid out for you, Clint. Oh, but first I must swear Speed into the International Secret Police. Are you ready to take the oath, Speed? I... I'm ready, sir. Then listen carefully and see if you're still willing to join our force after hearing the oath. Yes, sir. Raise your right hand. Do you, Speed Gibson, as a member of the International Secret Police, promise to obey and protect law and order in your own country or wherever else your duties may carry you? Will you cooperate with the foreign police after you have fulfilled your mission? And will you, above all else, recognize the code of the secret police? Courage, honor, and silence. And not betray it in any manner whatsoever? I promise, sir. 
<sighs> You've bitten off a large hunk there, fella. And I welcome our newest and youngest member. Thank you, Chief. <laughs> What's going on here? Barney, I'm a member of the International Secret Police now, and I'm going with you to capture the octopus. Yeah, huh? That's right, Barney. After we get our orders from the Chief, we're off. Off where? Alameda. After I change our appearance with makeup. Alameda? You mean... We're taking the China Clipper day after tomorrow. <laughs> Speed. Isn't it a beauty? Look at that wing spread. Yeah, I hope them wings are spread enough to take us where we're going. <laughs> oh, God, this mustache. <laughs> What's the matter, Barney? Oh, this phony misplaced eyebrow you stuck on my upper lip tickles. <laughs> it sure looks like it grew there, though, Barney. And that squint that Clint gave you, I never know you in a million years. Yeah, well, I wouldn't know you either. What with them specs you're wearing and the way Clint made your nose thinner by shading it with grease paint, you look real studious. Not like the guy that knocked Blackie over the head with a clipper model. <laughs> and Clint looks kind of foreign, don't he? With his hair dyed black and curled. He darkened his skin, too, and wearing kind of foreign clothes. Like a Frenchman. Well, now, don't forget that I'm supposed to be your French tutor, Speed. Now, wait. Have you got the whole story straight? I think so. Barney here's supposed to be my dad. We're from Texas. Yeah? He's kind of rich from his oil wells and wants me to grow up a gentleman. And you're supposed to help make me one, teaching me French and manners. The whole thing's crazy, if you ask me. Yeah, but nobody's asking you. You just stick to that story. Uh, what's your name? My... Now I know you're crazy. Oh, not your real one, your assumed name. Oh, um, Fletcher, Jim Fletcher. And speed here is Earl. <laughs> Earl Wells, get it? <laughs> Yes, and I'm Pierre Dorset. Now, I'm going to speak with a very slight French accent. And uh, you'd better use a drawl, Barney. What should I use? Oh, you talk to you always do, Speed. It'll be safer because you're not as old in the game as we are. You might forget to keep up an accent. Well, anyhow, you're getting an education from your French tutor and by traveling around the world. Hot ziggity! Oh, now, don't say things like that. In fact, the less you say in public, the better. Kind of carries out the student idea. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to be thinking instead of talking. Say, they're winding up the clipper motors. Yeah, won't be long now. Yeah, they're warming them up. Gee, I'm so excited, I don't know what to do. Just think, I'm really going to fly in the China Clipper. Wait a minute, what's wrong? That man in that blue shirt suit standing right over there. Remember him, Barney? Say, wasn't he in on that jewel smuggling racket three years ago? Right. One of the cleverest smugglers in the business. But we caught him, and I thought he was safe behind the bars for a good long time. He must have been paroled. Yeah, but why is he going on the China Clipper at this time? Say, I wonder if he's going in with the octopus on his smuggling. Hmm, we don't even have to wait to get to China before we start meeting up with that gang. Yeah, maybe I'm all wrong. Maybe his going is pure coincidence. And then again, maybe not. You think he'll recognize you and Barney, Clint? No, Steve. Our disguise is entirely different. On the board for the China Clipper. Stops at Honolulu, Midway Island, Wake Island, Guam, Manila, and the Orient. Gee, now we can go aboard. Oh, wait, wait a minute, Steve. 
Let our friend in the Blue Surge get aboard first. What happens when we get to Manila? We'll wait and see what happens aboard the Clipper first, Barney. Can we go now, Clint? The flight crew has gone aboard. Yes, but remember, from now on, when there's anyone else within hearing distance, you're Earl Fletcher, Barney is Jim Fletcher, and I'm Pierre Dorsey. You got it? Yes, Monsieur Dorsey. Monsieur Dorsey. Now watch yourself. Here comes some other passengers and... Wait a minute. What do you see? That man in the blue serge suit. He's talking to that little guy in the checkered suit. Yeah, and they're looking straight at us. Clint, that guy has spotted us. He's recognized us. They're going to keep us from getting aboard. He's calling that policeman. Come on, we've got to make it. of the International Secret Police. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. As you remember, in the last episode, Speed Gibson, his uncle, Clint Barlow, ace operator in the International Secret Police, and Barney Dunlap, Clint's working partner, were about to board the China Clipper in disguise and under assumed names bound for Hong Kong, where the dread criminal, the Octopus, has renewed his smuggling activities. Just as they approach the giant plane, however, Clint recognizes in one of the other passengers a jewel smuggler whom he and Barney sent to prison a few years previously. The man sees them at the same time says a few words to his companion, who in turn summons a nearby police officer. The boys try to get to the plane, but are stopped by the officer and the smuggler, who claims to be a private detective and who says that Clint, Barney, and Speed have been acting suspiciously and should be held for investigation. For a few tense moments, it looks as if the boys will miss the clipper plane, but Chief Riley has been so careful about their passports, using their assumed names and disguises, and has provided credentials so excellent that the officer at last releases our friends and reprimands the supposed private detective to be more careful of his accusations thereafter. He mumbles something about mistaken identity. Then he and the boys board the plane, and now we find our friends comfortably seated in the clipper, six hours out of San Francisco. See, I can, I can hardly believe that we're really flying in the clipper. Seems most too good to be true. I'd hate to be flying without it. We must be plenty high to be above the fog down there, Speed. Yeah. Isn't this well, Barney? The moon makes the fog look all silver. Folks down on the ocean probably can't see the moon at all, or the stars. 
Up here, they're as big as anything. Well, don't get so excited about it, kid. I, I can hardly believe we're really on a China Clipper. Well, you'd better start believing it, Speed, with that jewel smuggler aboard. I'm just as sure he's a member of the Octopus Gang as I'm sure we're in the air. I think so, too, Clint. Else why'd he try to keep us ashore by framing us with that cop? Yeah, our passports are what saved us. And see that you remember who those passports are made out for, Speed. Now, Barney here is supposed to be Jim Fletcher, a retired Texas oilman. And you're his son, Earl. And I'm your French tutor, Pierre Dorset. Don't forget all that when we're talking where people can overhear us, kid. I won't, Barney. Clint, you look so different with your hair dyed black and curled. Barney with that fake squint and mustache. You think that smuggler really knew who you both were? Well, I don't know, Speed. Criminals are suspicious of everything and everyone. Now, he may have glimpsed something familiar about us, or, or his instinct may have warned him of danger. Rather than take any chances, he tried to keep us from flying on the same ship with him. Yeah, all that business about him being a private detective and us the crooks. I wanted to turn him over to the cops. Oh, and reveal who we really were. Oh, don't be a chump, Barney. We can't make an official move while we're traveling in disguise and under assumed names. I know, I know. Have to take everything and can't dish anything out in return. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Barney. We'll get ironings when we reach Hong Kong. Meanwhile, think of all the excitement we're going to have during the trip. Gosh, it doesn't seem possible that we'll reach the Hawaiian Islands tomorrow morning. Yeah, these ships are plenty fast. It's only 18 hours flying time between Alameda and Honolulu. And after that, our next stop is Midway Island. Gosh. How long is the stop over at Honolulu? Oh, uh, just about 24 hours. We take off again the next morning, uh, providing the weather is right. And am I going to make use of them 24 hours? No sleeping for me. I'm going to go swimming at Waikiki Beach, eat fish and poi, listen to ukuleles, and maybe watch some of those hula dances I've been hearing so much about. You can do that if you want, Barney. But I'm going to watch that jewel smuggler. And if I have any spare time, I'm going surfboard riding. Boy, I can hardly wait. at the Royal Hawaiian Hotel, and now basking on the sands of Waikiki Beach. Yeah, but I wish I could be in that water with speed. Look, look at that kid right that surfboard in. Oh, he's part flying fish anyhow. You know, Clint, sometimes it makes me stop and think. That kid can do almost everything with just a little practice. Things that it takes me years to learn. <laughs> it just runs in the family, Barney. We're just naturally smart. Oh, yeah? If you're so smart, why didn't you fix this phony mustache of mine so it wouldn't float off in water? I want to go swimming. Well, try growing one, then you can. <laughs> Besides, I didn't think you wanted to leave the beach uh, as long as that uh, girl was on it. Oh, you've noticed her too, huh? Well, I noticed her during lunch at oh, the hotel. She had a little girl with her then. She's still with her, at least near her. See, and the water almost in a direct line with speed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I see her now. Well, I hope she doesn't go out too far. Looks like she can't swim. She's watching speed. Say, look at that big coma racing toward her. Suffering wang doodles. She's lost her foot and she's going out to sea. Well, come on, let's go after her. Oh, speed, speed, Caesar. Hope we can grab her. Speed, speed. Try to keep your head up. I'm coming. 
Come on, come on. Here, here, grab my hand. That's right. Now you're all right. Don't try to swim. Don't try to do anything. Just relax and I'll get you ashore. That big wave knocked me down. Now, now don't waste breath. Rockin'. Oh, oh, swell. Clinton Barney are away not to help me. Come before, Stanley. Come to the big thing. All right, now don't be frightened. That wave took us. It brought us in. I'll take the little girl. You wouldn't have been so tough, but, but for the undertow, they kept pulling against us. Well, careful. Careful, here comes the young lady. Jean, honey, are you all right? I think so, Martha. Oh, sure, she's all right, miss. Just a little waterlogged, I reckon. She'll be good as new when she's dried out. Oh, how can I ever thank you all? And particularly this young man for saving her. Why, Jean would have been swept out to sea if he hadn't been so near her and acted so quickly. Oh, Marcia, I thought I was going to drown. Oh, there, there, darling. You're safe now. And don't you think you'd better thank your rescuer? Thank you. What is your name? Spear. Um, Earl Fletcher. May I introduce ourselves? Earl is the son of Mr. James Fletcher, and I am Monsieur Dorsey, the young gentleman's tutor. Oh, I don't need to tell you how happy we are to meet you all. This is Jean Kingsley, and I'm Marcia Winfield, her governor. Oh, uh, Howdy. Will you and little Jean have supper with us tonight, Miss Winfield? Why, I Probably Miss Winfield will be dining with Mademoiselle Jean's parents, Mr. Fletcher. Oh, no. You see, Jean's father is in China in the diplomatic service. Oh, then it's a cinch you won't be eating with him this evening. So you will eat with us, huh? Well, yes, Mr. Fletcher, we'd love to. And now I'd better take Jean back to the hotel to recover from the effects of her narrow escape. Thank you again. Goodbye, Speed Clinton Barney. Huh? Hey, those aren't our names. Why, no, Jean. Wherever did you hear those names? Oh, that's what they called one another when I was being saved, Marsha. How come you heard anything when you were half drowned? Oh, I don't remember calling anybody anything. I was too busy trying to get in. Well, probably the child heard us urging Earl to exercise more speed in effecting the rescues. Under such circumstances, it is only natural that such confusion should occur. Oh, no, Mr. Dorsey. I heard you plain as anything. Jean, you mustn't contradict. And now come along. We'll see our friends later. Yeah, goodbye. 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 <laughs> Wouldn't you know a girl here thinks she shouldn't, even when she was drowning? Oh, out of the mouths of babes. The accident of a split second can upset weeks of careful planning. Nothing's upset. Miss Winfield didn't pay any attention to the kid. Well, maybe not. But that girl has brains as well as beauty, Bonnie. And you didn't help manners any, Romeo, by asking her to dine with us tonight. Say, the more we stay to ourselves, the less chance of a split up. Ah, oh, a little supper won't hurt anything. <laughs> we can tell more about that after supper. Would you care for some more ice cream, Mademoiselle Jean? No, thank you, Mr. Dorsey. I'd like some more. More? You had two dishes already. Another one and you'd never leave this table. <laughs> well, you wouldn't mind staying in Honolulu, would you, Earl? Well, it's swell here, Miss Winfield, but, but I'm looking forward to the rest of our clipper trip. Midway, Wake, and Guam Islands, Manila, and then Hong Kong. Gee. Hong Kong. Yes, I'm anxious to reach China, too. You going over soon? Tomorrow morning. We'll be fellow passengers on the clipper ship, Mr. Fletcher. Will you? You and little Jean are flying to China, Mademoiselle? Yes. I took the position as governess to Jean with that understanding. You see, her father went there six months ago and left Jean in my charge. 
with instructions to bring her over as soon as he gave me the word to come. Well, I received that word just the other day, and I was fortunate in being able to get passages on the clip. Oh, that's well, because... Uh, the, the check, Mr. Fletcher. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, check. Oh, yeah, the dinner check. Sure. Uh, let's see what the damages are. What's that note under it? A, a note? Yeah. It isn't addressed to anyone. They're all open it. What did it say, Earl? It says, to all at this table, better not attempt the impossible. Leave well enough alone and do not take the clipper tomorrow morning... The octopus gives but one warning. The octopus? Do you know what this means, mademoiselle? Yes. Yes, that note is meant for me. The octopus is a terrible criminal who has brought tragedy into my life. I... Go on, Miss Winville. I can't. I dare not. He knew I was here. He or his spies may be listening to me right now. But he's the reason I must go to China. Can we help you, Miss Winfield? I don't know. But I trust you and Mr. Dorsey and Mr. Fletcher... I feel that you're perhaps the only people in the whole world I can trust. Will you, for Jean's sake, will you give us your protection until we reach Hong Kong? But, Miss Winfield, I... Oh, after we reach China and Jean is safe with her father, I won't bother you anymore. What I must do then, I must do alone. But until then, will you promise us your protection? You have my promise. And mine, mademoiselle. Me too, Miss Winfield. We'll lift this octopus by whoever he is. I'm not afraid of anybody who's afraid to fight in the open. Suffering Wangdoodles. The octopus, the enemy of all mankind, is on the loose again. It's up to 15-year-old Speed Gibson to track him down and capture this supervillain. Speed's uncle, Clint Barlow, made Speed a member of the International Secret Police. Now Speed and his crew on board the, their plane, the Flying Clipper, search for the octopus through Africa and the Orient to save the Earth. Speed and Barlow would use the best of modern technology, including this newfangled thing called a shortwave radio, to track down the octopus. If you like your corn covered with cheese, then this is the corniest, cheesiest series you can find. For those who still want to belong to the International Secret Police, give a listen to Speed Gibson. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.